My name is Kruthi Mangamore. My name is John Paul Sanchez Moreno. And my name is Nesa Gupta. Welcome to another episode of the STEM Innovations podcast series here at the STEM E-Youth Career Development Program. Today, we will be focusing on heat-related natural disasters. Some of the most infamous natural disasters are volcanoes. We are all familiar with the Roman city of Pompeii, but what exactly happened there and how do volcanoes erupt anyway? Let's start by discussing what creates volcanoes. Tectonic plates, which are the giant sectors of the Earth's crust that move in different directions, are usually the source of volcanoes. Whenever these plates move towards or away from each other, volcanoes can form on the edges as the mantle, the layer of the Earth composed of magma, and it flows up to fill the gaps. Additionally, volcanoes can arise in the middle of a tectonic plate if enough mantle flows upward in a column, especially in areas where rock is brittle. In fact, Hawaii's volcanoes are thought to be created this way. Most are accustomed to conical volcanoes, which are the ones shaped like mountains with the crater at the top. However, because the definition of volcanoes only requires that it be an opening that emits lava or ash, there are actually many more types of volcanoes than just those. Some volcanoes known as fissure vents are simply fractures that spew lava. Shield volcanoes are extremely wide and perhaps low profile. Underwater and even subglacial volcanoes exist. Hydrothermal vents, which usually appear beside submarine volcanoes, are actually some of the most important geological structures for life, as some theorize that life could have begun in the deep sea around these vents. With all these variety in volcanoes, it's not surprising that there's a wide variety of ways in which volcanoes can erupt as well. Three main forces are at play when it comes to eruptions. One has to do with gases. All volcanoes have pockets of molten rock underneath them called magma chambers. When gas builds up under a chamber, it can develop enough pressure to explode magma at the top. These result in huge eruptions of lava and are the most violent eruptions. The other two forces that can cause an eruption are steam and water contact. These two mechanisms rely on temperature differences. Because steam and water will be at much lower temperature than liquid rock, they will be fired up out of a volcano if they come into contact with such hot material. Eruptions from steam and water contact will only contain ash and or steam. Even within the three main types of volcanic eruptions and causal factors, there are still many more subtypes of volcanic eruptions, and volcanology is a whole subject of its own. For example, one specific subtype of eruption is the Flinian eruption. This type of eruption starts in the magma chambers where gases dissolved in the magma slowly grow until they all merge and explode, throwing huge plumes of volcanic ash into the sky. The Plinian eruption is very famous, as the plumes of ash that erupt from one are a staple of volcanic eruptions. Another more common type of eruption is the Hawaiian eruption. These are, as the name suggests, characteristic of the Hawaiian volcanoes, and are very calm relative to the other eruptions. In this kind, magma will slowly flow out from little fissures coming out of a central magma chamber, lava lakes, or streams. Uh, If a fissure gets big and concentrated enough, you can even get sort of a lava fountain. Another heat-related natural disaster are heat waves, which are prolonged periods of excessive heat, often accompanied by high levels of humidity. They occur when a high-pressure system traps hot air in a particular area, causing temperatures to rise significantly higher than average. 
Heat waves can be dangerous to human health as they can cause dehydration, heat exhaustion, and even heat stroke. It's important to take precautions such as staying hydrated, staying indoors during the hottest parts of the day, and wearing light-colored, loose-fitting clothing to stay cool during a heat wave. Heat waves are typically caused by high-pressure systems in the atmosphere that become stationary over a particular area, leading to a prolonged period of hot and dry weather. This weather pattern can be exacerbated by human activities such as urbanization and climate change, which can lead to higher temperatures in cities and other densely populated areas. Additionally, factors such as drought and lack of vegetation can contribute to the severity and duration of a heat wave. It's important to monitor weather forecasts and take precautions during a heat wave to stay safe and healthy. Heat waves can have significant impacts on both humans and the environment. For humans, prolonged exposure to high temperatures can cause dehydration, heat exhaustion, and heat stroke, which can be life-threatening. Vulnerable populations such as the elderly, children, and people with pre-existing health conditions are particularly at risk. In addition, heat waves can lead to poor air quality as high temperatures can exacerbate smog and air pollution. On the environment, heat waves can cause drought and water scarcity, as well as damage to crops and natural habitats. They can also lead to an increase in wildfires and other natural disasters. Additionally, high temperatures can affect wildlife and their habitats, as animals may struggle to find food and water in extreme heat. Overall, heat waves highlight the need for climate action to address the root causes of climate change, such as greenhouse gas emissions. It is important to take steps to reduce our carbon footprint and mitigate the impacts of climate change to protect both humans and the environment from the effects of extreme heat. One of the most relevant natural disasters of our time are wildfires, which are devastating and destructive fires that occur in wildland areas such as forests, grasslands, and other types of veg vegetation. So what exactly causes a wildfire? Hot lightning strikes that last for a while are usually the natural cause of wildfires. Wildfires can almost happen in an instant. Humans can also cause wildfires due to many reasons that could either be accidental or on purpose. One way that humans can possibly create fires is cigarettes. Almost 85% of US wildfires are caused by humans. They can be started by a variety of reasons from leaving campfires unattended, burning debris, discarding cigarettes improperly, and even com to committing arson. Hot lightning is another fire starting factor. Scientists use satellite imagery to create computer models, which predict where wildfires are more likely to occur. This method yields results with high accuracy. The predictions can be made several weeks in advance. Scientists are making computer models to show wildfire potential. They use pre precipitation and temperature data to try and predict what areas would be susceptible to wildfires. Using these images, scientists create maps that can later prove to be useful when you take care of these areas, reducing risks of being prone to wildfires. When creating models, scientists have to accommodate many factors such as, quote, types of deadwood, the limb structures of trees, terrain, weather, moisture content of living leaves, moisture content of dead grasses and twigs, which can change hourly, and much more. In 2007 alone, this type of technology had already becoming sophisticated. This technology started renovations in 1976, but back then they used fire behavior analysts. They had used nomograms to predict the fire's intensity. These predictions were based on fuel in the specific area, like wind speed and slope steepness. Another computer program, FS Pro, calculates the probability of where fire might spread by running thousands of simulations. FS Pro runs simulations that personal computers cannot handle. So it was run by bigger organizations and then 
results were sent to fire crew commanders and such. Wildfires result in the loss of natural habitat and or homes. Soon after, the area is put at risk for erosion, landslides, an introduction to an invasive species, and changes in the water quality. The long-term effect is economic slash ecological damage. We can prevent this hazard by cleaning up dead debris around our home, disposing of smoking materials, extinguishing our campfires entirely, and more. Thank you for listening to our podcast on heat-related natural disasters. This was Jean-Paul. This was Nasa. And this was Kruthi. Be sure to stay tuned for the next episode in our STEM innovation series. See you next time.